Hi, welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from the woman that goes to your local hardware store. She's not looking for a handyman per se, but maybe a handy person in another department. I could be reading from a truck driver you just passed on that highway. You know the one. At rest stops, he puts out an ad to watch people come and pays extra if he lets them swallow it from the faucet. I could be reading from a couple that's looking for a naughty babysitter. You might know them. They're down the street. They might go out on a Friday night, but they come back, pay her quite well for watching the kids, and then pay her even more. Some nice dick and pussy. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki at N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember, by submitting a confession or anything else, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic, or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. We reserve the right to change names or other identifiable information, and you're releasing all rights to your creation. Okay, I do actually have a show today, I promise. Um, If you're not a subscriber on Fridays, uh, last week I had a bit of a tumble, and I'm going to stick to the Cirque du Soleil sex act that had me pull some muscles and tendons from my rib cage, hence being on nice drugs for a while, and I didn't think you guys would want to hear me all doped up and um, probably would go on a rant. It kind of reminded me, as I got to thinking more about it this weekend, uh, back to that Halloween story where I told you where I was working long hours on the lines and you fall in that little line area where it's you're asleep, but awake, but asleep. Yeah, that's probably no telling how these confessions would have turned out and what I would have said. So I'm honestly, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm home. I'm resting um, gotten better, got lots of sleep this weekend, actually, probably what I needed. And um, everything seems to be healing nicely or as slowly as possible, you know, as they say. So um, no lifting for a couple weeks, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not very good at listening to instructions. I'm very impatient when it comes to healing. I can be lazy in other areas, but when it comes to healing, I am not a patient person. I am ready to run I've had surgeries before where I'm like, okay, it's been three days. Let's go. Yeah. And then my body's like, no, no, you're not. So yeah, but I'm just going to leave it out there. And if you want to think, as I told them on Friday, if you want to think that I hung from a ceiling and done great, fantastic aerobatical sex with my lover, 
then go right ahead. I I will 100% agree with you. That's all I'm going to say. Do you? I know we talk about this a lot, about masturbation, self-maintenance. I think there, well, I know there is a reason that we all say, woof, he hasn't gotten laid. She hasn't gotten laid lately. Have you ever thought about when you're that stressed, when you're that having that much anxiety, foreplay? Well, not just foreplay, but self-maintenance. You know, Bob, Bridget, whatever we're naming our toys, fingers, anything. There's something about taking your pleasure into your own hands. Do you string it out all day long? Are you kind of like me when you just can't get to sleep? You'll reach over for the womanizer, go to town, come really hard, and pray you go right to sleep. Self-maintenance is a great tool to help relieve stress, anxiety, help you get to sleep, so forth, so on. I don't have the string of letters after my name, but I'm here to say that, you know, there's sometimes you just need a good stress session, a good self-maintenance. So I'm asking you this, when's the last time you've self-maintenanced? Me? This morning, of course. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax. Let's have a whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore some erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, I think of sex all the time. I've been married for almost six years now and can't get enough. My wife and I have a great sex life. If anything, it's just inconsistent. I just want more all the time. More partners, more experiences, more anything. We've talked about swinging, but she's not so hot on that. She's had bi experiences, but no longer interested in going there. I would love to start with soft swing, just orgy type, not sharing, but she's pretty against it. I don't want to cheat on her, but I would love ideas or suggestions as to how to get the ball rolling. What you tell me about how... Will you tell me about how you came into the lifestyle? Can Darcy give me advice on how he broached the subject with you or how you two started sharing things you wanted to explore out of the relationship? I don't want to pressure her into anything or browbeat her into it. I would like for her to find what she wants to try and explore with me. Nameless. Okay, Nameless, here is his response. I'll keep it nonspecific, so bear with me, everybody. The topic of play outside the mainstream idea of of monogamous couple was something we talked about very early on, well before we were in talking terms of what we are today. One angle you may consider is that we'd early on identified areas we didn't share mutual interest in, and from there, we focused on things that we do share. Now, over to your astonishingly sexy host. I blush every time he reads or he writes something like this. And this is, it, it's interesting because on my end, when he edits it, these little notes are throughout my whole script. They they are, they, they, when he edits something, he puts his little tidbits in and sometimes they're quite 
funny. So if I'm ever laughing and you can tell I'm blushing, because we all know if you listen to me long enough, you can tell when I'm blushing. It's instances like this. I'm completely, utterly blushing over here. Astonishingly blushing. And now that I can say the word without blushing. (laughs) I am going to agree with him today. Um, Not that I don't ever, not, not, not always. But that is the key thing with a, with any relationship, any interest you have is we maybe did it backwards where we knew all of our no's before, but I think it was very healthy as well. Uh, it's something that him and I have always been able to talk about comfortably. It's very backwards, I guess, for us because when it comes to sex and ideas and uh, topics, those were, it's like you're talking about a grocery list with us, but other things, um, not so much. Uh, It's very odd, but it works and it works for us. So I agree with him wholeheartedly here, um, an angle you may consider and building from that something, it's easy to put the list of no's down than the list of yes. Um, But the list of no's can lead to a list of yes. Whereas, no, I don't want a, you know, street cone up my ass or try to sit on one. Yes, I might try a butt plug, you know, small butt plug, you know, no, I won't eat, you know, pudding out of your pussy, but oh, I would love to eat it off your tits you know, those kind of things. It's easier to go from no to yes, right? Than it is sometimes from yes to no. And it might flow opposite that way as well, where you start off with no, and then the yeses start to flow. And then the yeses start coming out and then the no's follow. So I agree with him here um, wholeheartedly. That's how I would start. I would start with a list and not make it like sitting down like, oh, maybe even it's easier to do as a grocery list, make it seem like a simple task uh, until she gets where she's like, nope, I'm done. And then then you step back and then you come back in a couple days, weeks or whatever later and start again. And but don't make it like an interrogation session. Um, sometimes the best conversations are in bed, especially when you're aroused and you can tiptoe around it. But that might not be something you may want to do if you want to get laid. If she's an absolute hard no, just saying. Dear Nikki, been talking to Mr. M with the BBC more often. He has been confessing his love towards me, even though he is married. He says he's never stopped loving me. He gets angry when I don't reply with an I love you too. I told him that back in the day when we first started that I didn't think I was in love, but later, on the years progressed in the lifestyle, I realized not love, but lust. He understands his place and knows that I love hubby, but he doesn't know I love lust, my 22-year-old boy toy. I met up with Mr. M, and to be totally honest, I only do it to please him. Yes, sex is nice, it does feel really good, but I need to have a hard pounding sex, not lovemaking. So we had to have sex, two rounds to be exact. He knocked out. I woke him up telling him I had to go. He walked me my car. We kissed and I left. I texted hubby telling him I needed to see my boy toy ASAP. 
He asked if I was going to clean up the mess Mr. M left. I told him I had no time, as he was already waiting for me. Now, my boy toy has never felt or had sloppy seconds, to be honest. I was feeling pretty bad about it, but I needed him in me. I picked him up and drove to our love nest, got in the back seat, and we made out really good. He was trying to go down on me, and I said no. I don't think cream buys are his thing, and definitely didn't want to find out. As he began fucking me hard, he kept saying that my pussy was extra wet, and he loved it. Again, hitting that spot as usual, he had me coming more times with him than Mr. M. When he began coming in me, I told him I loved him, and I loved his dick. His moans were so cut, he eventually grunted, Damn, baby, I never felt this way before. This time, when I came, my dick felt different. Felt oh so good. We cuddled, and before I left, I sent Hubby the audio file. When I got home, Hubby was laughing. He said that my boy toy has now had sloppy seconds, and that's why he felt that way when he came. And Hubby also said it's a very addicted feeling. Ray and I had amazing sex. He said my pussy felt amazing as always, and yeah, he didn't last very long, but he did manage to make me come. I kind of feel bad for my boy toy, but hey, a hot wife has to do what a hot wife has to do. Thanks, Ray's hot wife. Hello, Ray's hot wife. I honestly say I don't, I don't want a boy toy. Yeah, I don't, never really wanted a boy toy. Sounds like too much maintenance work. I, I mean, I could be completely wrong here and stereotyping boy toys, but they just, they sound like a little too much work for me. Just saying, I, I could be completely wrong. Oh, sloppy seconds. Have you ever given anybody sloppy seconds? Uh, no, have not. Have not given anybody sloppy seconds. Uh, I, if they asked, maybe, but yeah, no, I like to clean up, like to freshen up. Even after, you know, you fly somewhere, you know, say across the pond or even a drive, you know, you're meeting the person there. And yeah, I, I carry a little, a Ziploc bag that has a, some towelettes, you know, that are, have a little bit of my favorite body wash, especially if I can, just in case I need to scoot into a last minute gas station, uh, go into the restroom, clean up and, you know, you know, the drill ladies, what we go through to make sure we're nice and fresh, just in case we get brought into their place and spun around and hiked over the table or couch or in the bedroom and fuck nine ways to Sunday. Yep. That's me. Like to make sure I'm nice and clean. Just, I have a itch. I, I get very anxiety ridden if I think I stink. I just, uh, I have to smell nice. I just, even just, I should say clean, not perfumey, clean. I like to smell clean. Um, but you know, I digress again. Going off on a tangent today, I am I. So me, I don't, I, Mm, I couldn't do the whole set sloppy seconds of a boy toy unless the boy toy requested. But I'm going to agree with Ray right here, uh, Mrs. Hot Wife, that I think it wouldn't be surprising if eventually you told him and eventually 
He does like sloppy seconds. Mr. M thing. Yeah. The L lost thing. Yeah. That's, that's a tricky. I, I've, I've heard of that where it can, that's where you need to break it off. So it'd be interesting if that's what happens or you keep him on a leash and can keep him at arm's length. So we don't get into the love business here. Just sexploration. Dear Nikki, me and my husband took a day trip and ended up leaving later than we originally planned. We started heading home around 8 p.m., so it was getting dark. We were listening to music and talking and just enjoying our drive home. My husband reached over and started touching my breast through my shirt. This was really starting to feel good, so I decided to take off my bra. He lifted my shirt, exposing me, and began to play with my nipples. I reached across and could feel how hard his cock was, and just had to get my hand on it. I unsnapped and unzipped his shorts, and pulled them down just enough for me to stroke him through his briefs. He was silent, and I knew he was so turned on. I pulled down his briefs, allowing his cock to spring out, and started stroking him. I was craving him. I could feel myself getting wet just thinking about what I wanted to do. We have never done anything in the car, and I was a little nervous at first, but I could tell he wanted my mouth around him, as did I. At this point in our drive, it was nearing dark, so I pulled my pants off and helping him pull his shorts off. I leaned across to take him in my mouth and let out a soft moan that always adds to my enjoyment. He pushed my head into him so I would take him all the way. I proceeded to give him sloppy blowjob, After doing this for a bit, I could feel the tension building and knew he was going to come at any moment. I took him deep in my throat and picked up the speed and used my hand to add his pleasure. He told me not to stop, so I continued. He let out a moan and I felt his warm cum fill my mouth. I've never swallowed before, but for some reason I wanted to. So I sat up, showed him his cum in my mouth, and swallowed for him. I cleaned him up with my mouth, and I sat there for a last bit of our drive, wanting him inside me. When we got home, he felt how wet I was, and he fucked me until I came. He released another load inside me to end the night. Megan. Hello, Megan. Well, hello, Megan. There's just something about feeling a hard-on or teasing when you're driving down the road. I have I given head on the road. Um if I have it's been a really long time and I don't remember it. Um it seems like every vehicle I've ever been in that I've wanted to give head had that stupid console in the middle. So yeah, that wasn't gonna work. Just saying. Um maybe I need to find an old Ford pickup truck, right? With nothing in the middle bench seats that that there we go that's what we're talking i think that's a great idea oh nothing being played with in the car it's been a while since i've been played with in the car not necessarily meaning we don't play in the car because we have um definitely uh reached over and yeah that 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 right nipple especially when i'm driving is um extremely ultra sensitive like straight to the clit but then I have mentioned that a time or two here. What would you do if you're in the car and you wanted to spice things up? 
I get really anxious at the thought of trying to distract my lover while he's driving, but it's very tempting. Um, very, very tempting. I have to know though, I, you know, if I was over in the UK where you guys drive on the wrong side of the road, could I give a hand job with, I'm gonna have to practice with the stepsister is what I'm about to try to say. Actually, I, I play with him with both hands because of, uh, just in case I ever find myself in a position of giving him a hand job down the A9, which I don't think I'll ever, A1 or A9? Is it the A9, guys? You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, just a, It's just a fantasy of mine. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there to the universe. Maybe that one, that one kind of popped in my head, actually, from this show, just, or this story. I'm just saying. Have you? Oh, of course you have. Write in. I want to know about it. Because maybe you can spark some interest in me, you know, to be brave enough to reach over, even if it was with the stepsister hand. Just saying. Dear Nikki, when I first contacted you about quicksand, I mentioned that it's one of my fetishes. The other, which I can't really explain even to myself, is smoke. I've always found that women smoking is very sexy, which I don't think that's unusual. I love to smoke when I masturbate. But strangely, I don't like to smoke post-climax, which reminds me of an old joke. Question. Do you smoke after sex? Answer. I've never really noticed. But what I really enjoy about being enveloped in the thick, billowing smoke when I make a bonfire. So I always look forward to the fall and all the damp leaves, and I guess fetishes can be very specific. And it's only very pale, steamy bonfire smoke that turns me on. I do try to avoid inhaling the smoke. I'm fortunate that part of my garden isn't overlooked by neighbors, so while list I can't go completely naked, I can at least open my shorts so that I can watch the smoke engulfing me. I don't know why it excites me. I know that some people find fire erotic, but that's not my thing. I like my sausage smoked, but not flamed grilled. The texture of smoke against my skin is very subtle. It's just the warmth, really but the imagination can be incredibly powerful and gets me aroused to see the smoke billowing around my erection, enveloping it and then revealing it as it makes me harder and harder. There's something soft and gentle about the smoke, but it's not enough on its own to make me climax like the quicksand does. And so I'll masturbate at some point when I'm ready and the smoke is especially thick. If you and your listeners aren't suffering from quicksand fatigue, there's something more that might complete the picture. On just a couple of occasions over the years, I've encountered quicksand that was so soft that I sank more or less immediately. I can sense when it's going to be like that from the way the quicksand starts to move as I get near. So I'll stop and wait. The anticipation of what's to come it gets me excited. Then as I continue, fully aroused, the sand starts to yield and I can only imagine a couple of steps before it's up to my thighs and I have to give in to it, taking me all the way in. This is hugely exciting, both the physical sensations of seeking so quickly and the thrill of not knowing quite how far it will draw me in before I stop. 
There is certainly something about the danger of not being in control as I'm sinking that makes the experience even more intense. Sadly, I've never been in quicksand like that naked, but if it comes across again, I'll definitely try if I can. When you sink that quickly, you do feel the quicksand creeping up as it's swallowing you, and I would love to experience that nude. Even through shorts, the movement of the quicksand is wonderfully stimulating as it slays in response to my every movement. So I'm sure that to be naked and to feel it holding my erection directly and completely and slowly stroking me off as I keep sinking back in would produce the ultimate quicksand orgasm when I was finally let loose. I always hope I'll encounter this type of quicksand again whenever I visit the sands, though it is very rare. The only thing that could even make it even more enjoyable would be to have someone watch, or better still, join me to experience it themselves. So to say, if you're ever over my way and find out the texture in the cessations are like yourself, or just like the idea of seeing what quicksand is like firsthand and watching someone else enjoy it, it completely let me know. Rick. Well, hello, Rick. <laughs> I actually would. I would love to see this in action. I, I am, you have my curiosity pi- spiked, piked. What's wrong with me this morning? You have my curiosity spiked. Definitely. And I would love to feel it. And the only thing I can, the way you describe things, the only way I can think of it is when I was, if you're ever at Cozumel and you, uh, Mr. Sancho, the whole beach is like this, but Mr. Sancho's is by far the one that I always think of because it seems like one of the ones I always go to if I'm there. If I go to a beach, you sink. it's like, you see the sand and it's perfectly packed. But when you try to step up on crawl on the beach, it's you're, you do sink, you sink, but the sand is so feathery fine. But eventually you do get up and it's more solid, but trying to climb up from the, the ocean to the beaches isn't an act all in itself. I will. It's the only thing I can compare it to. I've never been in quicksand though. Now that I know what I know, I am very intrigued. Yes, your smoke fetish is common. It is something that I would get not a lot on the lines, but it it would poke its head at least a couple times a year. And it usually was always for me the same gentleman that would require it. I do not smoke, however. So again, I had to, to fake. One time I actually had I don't know why. I Oh, I know why. I went to a birthday party and they gave out as gifts for attending this party. Um, 80s, you know, early retro uh, candy. So I had a pack of candy cigarettes. So that call came in and I was like, I'm going to do the whole candy cigarette thing. And for t- at least I have something to the- be theatrical, you know, so I, I did do that. But no, I don't smoke. But the whole, I I understand the whole burning of the leaves in the fall. And you painted that so well. I love a good bonfire. I sit opposite of it because like you said, that's, I like the smell of it, but I don't want to be engulfed in it. There's something about that, a man having that woodsy, smoky smell that 
is intoxicating to me, not too much, but a, a little, you know, something like, you know, just, I don't know, you know, a good uh, smoked uh, cocktail is something that's po- starting or is popular right now. And not that I like to drink it, but the smoke of it is is quite nice. I do like that. So maybe they can find a way that you can put your dick inside when they push the smoke through and you can do that where you're, you can see your dick being in, enveloped and all that smoke. Just a thought. Just, I don't know. I, I was thinking of a bar I went to once and they smoked a, this, um, whiskey drink thing. It was quite cool. So just thinking, Oh, or you can do the one where I was on a ship once and this, you might like this where they, it was a martini and they, when they made this bubble on top of this martini and when they popped it, it was like dry ice kind of thing. So that again, all those things came into my mind when you were talking about the smoke, but Yes, a smoking women, women and men in, you know, uh, Humphrey Bogart, uh, Lauren Bacall, those were some sexy fucking smoking people. Now it's just, it doesn't do, I don't, there's just something about that era that for me, I, I find it completely erotically sexy, but that's just me saying, dear Nikki. This happened almost 10 years ago while I was attending work conference in Florida. It was the first time visiting the city, and it was a trip I was looking forward to as I needed a break from a northern winter. The weather was beautiful, and a couple of my colleagues twisted my arm to venture to the beach strip to find a patio for some lunch and drinks. As we headed out of the hotel, a warm weather and a parade of fit ladies were getting me pretty turned on. I exchanged a couple smiles to the few ladies as we began to slow our pace to scope out a good restaurant. We picked a spot that was recommended to us by a waitress from the previous day. They had one table available that was shared with two ladies who luckily encouraged the three of us to join them. They both were extremely cute and friendly, so of course we took them up on their offer. We introduced ourselves and placed our drink orders. The girl across from the table from me was tall and lean, darker complexion and dressed in a flattering laurel sundress. She wore her hair up and had on sunglasses to help remedy the effects of the previous night out. The girl of the head of the table was Danielle. From the moment we locked eyes, we had a strong attraction. Danielle was 5'6", long, dark, wavy hair, big, beautiful brown eyes, and a breathtaking smile. She had perfect curves from her long round breasts that flashed tasteful amounts of cleavage, hourglass waist, and an ass made for a cock strain against my shorts. She wore a sky blue sundress that clung to her in all the right places, revealing a flirtatious amount of her sun-kissed skin. For the next little while, we shared where we were from and what we were doing here, and they gave us a few suggestions for places to go later that night. Danielle signaled me for to pull up a chair next to her, and I happily obliged. We carried on drinking and sharing various wild stories from our not-so-distant college days. Danielle placed a hand on my leg, which was hidden from a view under the table. She leaned in to whisper gossip about her friend or share something more personal about herself. 
I like you, she told me as she leaned in to whisper into my ear. Her hand on my thigh had my cock so hard I could barely keep it together. I could feel her full breast rubbing on my arm and each whisper they lingered on me so longer than they last. Are you as horny as I am right now? I whispered back as I pulled her in closer to me with my hand firmly grasping her hip. I don't know. Can I check? She replied in my ear as she ran her hand up my leg. I could feel my dick drip as she clenched onto the length of my cock with her warm, soft hand. She ran her fingers up and down to feel every ridge and vein of my heart on. Occasionally, she'd lean over pretending to whisper something in my ear, but instead, she shared a hot breath of her moan. I'm so fucking wet. She gave my member a number hard pull. She took my hand and got up from the table. The others were well into their drinks and conversation, so we seized the opportunity. She led me to the restrooms and we snuck into one that was vacant. As soon as we could get the door shut, we were all over each other, my hands clutching her body to feel every curve. As we passionately kissed, I run my hand up her leg and pushed my fingers past her panties until I found my way to her dripping wet pussy. As I slipped my fingers inside her, I felt her hot juice running down my hand. By now, she had managed to pull my cock out and was coating the throbbing prick with my own pre-cum. I started to work her clit with my thumb while fingering fucking her pussy. She came with the first time within 30 seconds. When she climaxed, her moans was one of the sexiest things I've ever experienced. At this point, I was dangling by a thread, but I wanted to give her my cum. She was crouched down, propped up on her gorgeous tits out of her dress. She squeezed my dick and let my pre-cum drip onto her eager mouth. She rubbed the swollen head of my cock across her lips and tongue, teasing me to the brink of orgasm. She kissed the length of my shaft, grabbing my bare ass with those soft, soft hands. With every stroke and suck, she milked my dick for more pre-cum. While she sucked me, I began to grab her tits and tease her rock-hard nipples. She parted her legs and began rubbing her clit while she was tasting my dick. She started to quiver and rocked a motion of my blowjob. Right when she started to come, my cock exploded deep in her mouth. She sucked hard with every burst of cum, and her lungs shook as we climaxed in unison. She sucked out six massive shots of my cum. Obviously, it wasn't the last time we saw each other. It was a great introduction, though, and the part that I think of most. Michael. Well, hello, restaurant fucker tour. Michael, <laughs> how are we uh, properly lubed and with pre-cum and ready to go, I hope? Uh, I have never had restaurant sex ever. I have been this attracted to somebody where within minutes of meeting them physically, I was ready to jump, but I've never done it in a restaurant. And even the person that I was with, we had to go down to a bar after to cool the jets. <laughs> the bartender never showed up, but <laughs> we were uh, it waiting around for the bartender to show up was enough to cool our jets. So, you know, we went back and had dinner somewhere else. So it, it is what it is. But later, later was amazing, but it was enough to cool our jets. But so I can say, I understand this feeling. 
And yeah, but I've never acted on it. It seems like there was always one of us that just said, hang on, let's, let's step away for the second, you know, because they didn't want me to feel like I was slutty, or that's all they were after. So very gentlemanly men that the two that this has happened with. So I've I got to give them props to that. Have you ever met someone click so fast, and it was just a rush to sex that you couldn't get over it that you needed it in that moment? I think we all have at some point, if not, it's the most exhilarating experience. Very heady, uh, not headly, but heady. Uh, and <laughs> if you get it, you get it. Uh, that you can experience. And it's just one of those that all time just high that you can't imagine. So if you ever get on it, I would say push bash back, especially if she's so responsive like this. And as I was, if your gentlemanly card is going to be affected and you feel bad, it is a very nice gentleman thing to do. But if she's just as responsive, I say go for it. Uh, so next time, <clears throat> go for it. That's all I'm saying right here. I think this is a perfect place to stop for the week. I want to thank you again for joining me. Don't forget there are subscription episodes every Friday, Saturday ish uh, for your weekend enjoyment or early week enjoyment and you get early access to this patreon.com and of course you've probably been seeing them on spotify and apple itunes as well i would love to see you as part of the equation definitely and in closing hello lover why don't we you know see if we can wait a minute we always do yeah we do that too so why don't we do some of that again i really want to know And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a fucking fabulous week.